0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to Fonication, the podcast dedicated to sex positivity. As long as you don't exemplify anything we talk about in the series, I'm your host Jack. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you're a returning listener, still welcome. Quick plug before we start the episode, and I do mean quick—I promise. Don't forget to subscribe to the Patreon. Any dollar amount will get you a free t-shirt and free stickers, and it will go to shark saving charities so you can feel good about helping out those super awesome babies. If you want to help out, links are in this episode blurb on social media. It's also just patreon.com slash podcast. And this is going on through the end of September, so you still have time. Okay, shameless plug is over. Let's get to what you guys are here for. The actual episode, the juicy shit, the hot gossip, the tea. And today we're talking about marsupial mice. Blam. And if you're not sure what marsupial mice are, that is completely okay. It just means you're probably not from Australia. Or maybe you are Australian and still don't know. I've never lived in Australia, so maybe they aren't well known there. But I'm coming for you, Australia. COVID willing. See you in 2025. So what are marsupial mice? Well, they're not fucking mice, that's for sure. But they are marsupial, so the name is half right. The name refers to the genus Anticanus, comprised of a small... Oh, shit. I don't know how to say that. The name refers to the genus Antiquinus, which is comprised of small desiurid marsupials. The name marsupial mice comes from the fact that they are marsupials, but they look a lot like mice. Wasn't exactly like a huge leap. And it's a lot easier to say than Antechinus desiurid marsupials. So right now, this family encompasses 15 species, and most aspects of them stay pretty consistent, so it's easy to speak broadly about them. Fur color ranges from brownish to grayish. They have small to medium rounded ears. Most nest in trees communally. Some have slightly longer snouts that make them resemble shrews. They vary in size from 12 to 31 centimeters in length. And they're all primarily insectivorous. Not huge differences between the species. Speaking of insectivorous, though, one of the things they like to eat is ants. And I have a quick fun fact about ants. Due to the formic acid in ants, they taste like lemon drops. And no, I'm not just spouting off some ridiculous shit I heard on the internet. I have definitely eaten multiple ants in my life, never as a kid, only as a fully grown adult, on purpose. And then the first time I met my boyfriend's parents, his nephew was there and I made an impression with them by convincing their grandson to eat an ant, and then he just wouldn't stop fucking eating ants all day. (laughs) Pretty sure they like me, so I guess I didn't fuck up that badly. (laughs) Sorry, back to the marsupial mice diet. Another thing that they'll eat is slugs, and that is fucking disgusting. I will never eat a slug. Apparently they agree with me though, because they've been observed scraping slugs on rocks and shit to scrape off the mucus and make them more palatable. One species has figured out how to be efficient with food by storing excess fat in its tail. And I feel obligated to make a joke about junk in its trunk, but I'm above that. But most species will go into a state of torpor when food is scarce. Torpor is basically mental and physical lethargy. They'll just slow everything down so they're using as little energy as possible to survive. They can decrease their metabolic rate by up to 80%, but generally only last a few hours. So there's actually two versions of torpor, by the way. One is daily torpor, which is what our marsupial mouse goes through, as well as some birds and a few placental mammals. The other version is hibernation, which is the more extreme version that bears go through. Marsupial mice don't only go through torpor when food is scarce though. Sometimes they'll do it because they're just resting and they really want to fucking relax. Not using energy at all. No active rest for this guy. Just being a useless dump on the couch watching reruns on Netflix. Maybe I can get Netflix to sponsor me. They have nature documentaries. Netflix, unleash the beast, sponsor me. Hey everyone, you know what goes great with Netflix? Chilling. So let's talk about the other half of Netflix and chill. Also, how was that segue you guys? I told you I was working on it. So, marsupial mouse sex. Marsupial mice have sex, obviously, but their sex is weird, which is why I'm doing an episode on it. Now, if you asked most people how they want to die, most people would say something sex related. I would say getting devoured by a massive undiscovered carnivorous plant species in the Amazon rainforest, but marsupial mice would disagree with me. (laughs) So, all right, let's get to the punch. Males reach sexual maturity at around 11 months old, then it's mating season immediately. And now that it's time to finally have the sex, something weird starts happening. Their testes shut down and stop producing sperm, which is absolutely counterintuitive. Like, now that it's finally time to pass on your genetic material, you stop making it? They have to completely rely on sperm already created and stored. And they have to use it up quickly because they start losing it in their urine, which is probably going to be used as evidence to anyone who incorrectly think that for humans, pee is stored in the balls. It is not. But anyways, they are quickly losing sperm and they're fucking stressed about their sperm count. So the frenzy begins. Both sexes are very, very promiscuous. They'll fuck anything that moves. But like I said, they are really, really into sex. They're one of those people whose entire identity revolves around getting laid. But at least they back it up and have sex for 14 hours at a time. When was the last time some fuckboy at a bar put his money where his mouth is? And this breeding season lasts for a couple of weeks. The endurance is incredible. They'll have sex for 14 hours, snack break, more sex. It's insane. But this takes a huge physical toll on the males. The stress of trying to get laid before they run out of sperm leads to an increase in free corticosteroids in their bloodstream. And those corticosteroids suppress their immune system horribly. Their fur starts falling out. They develop ulcers. They develop gangrene. It's really messed up. But those free corticosteroids is what allows them to engage in that insane mating frenzy. They wouldn't have the energy to do it otherwise. But after the mating season, it leaves them deteriorating, basically walking around looking like zombies. Some males in this stage will actually still try to get one last score in before that long, dark night. But unsurprisingly, the females avoid them like the plague. No monster kinks in marsupial mice. That is a uniquely human thing. Mostly just... Tina Belcher, I think. Bob's Burgers is awesome. But the deterioration happens very quickly and every single male dies off in mass before the young are even born. And considering litters are born after about a month, that's pretty quick. These dudes literally fuck themselves to death. Mass male suicide, which is honestly an admirable feat. Again, I don't think I would die for sex, but all the power to you if you would. To clear up some misinformation about marsupial mice, because this happens everywhere, not just in politics, it's been said before that the males die off in order to avoid depleting food resources. This is not correct. The males don't die for altruistic reasons. They don't self-sacrifice. Instead, they die in order to have as much sex as possible. And the benefit to that, though, is reproductive advantages since they're able to have so much sex so often in such quick succession they're passing on genetic material as often as physically possible something they wouldn't be able to do without those free corticosteroids so it's kind of a sperm competition thing to get the most young and this actually makes them really unique because marsupial mice are the only known semilparis mammals or suicide sex mammals All other mammals are iteroparous, which means they can mate and breed multiple times, like like normal. (laughs) The last thing I want to leave you guys with concerns nipples. It's often been touted that the opossum is the only mammal with an odd number of nipples. And while it's true that the opossum is the only one that always has an odd number of nipples, some marsupial mice who live in transition zones have odd nipples often enough to not be a fluke, like your weird cousin Jackson with an X who pierced his third nipple. Anyways, that covers marsupial mice. I hope you guys feel smarter. I hope you don't feel bad about not having 14-hour sex because, hey, you survived. Don't forget to check out Fonication on social media. And if you like this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. It helps out a whole lot. And if you want to provide extra support to this podcast, as well as endangered sharks, as well as get a bunch of free stuff for your trouble, subscribe to the Patreon. Don't forget to tune in next week for episode 20. It's going to be a good one. Bye.